Chapter Three of Russian Fairy Tales by William Ralston Shedd and Ralston. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kevin Davidson. Part Three. We will now turn from the forms under which popular fiction has embodied some of the ideas connected with fortune and misfortune to another strange group of figures, the personifications of certain days of the week. Of these, by far the most important is that of Friday. The Russian name for that day, Pyatnitsa, has no mythological significance, as have our own Friday in the French Vendredi, but the day was undoubtedly consecrated by the old Slavonians to some goddess akin to Venus or Freya, and her worship in ancient times accounts for the superstitions now connected with the name of Friday, according to Afanasyev. The Corinthian name for the day, Sibna Dan, is a clear proof that it was once holy to Siva, the Lithuanian Siwa, the Slavonic goddess answering to Ceres. In Christian times the personality of the goddess, by whatever name she may have been known, to whom Friday was consecrated, became merged in that of St. Praskovia, and she is now frequently addressed by the compound name of Mother Pyatnitsa Praskovia as she is supposed to wander about the houses of the peasants on her holy days and to be offended if she finds certain kinds of work going on they are or at least they used to be frequently suspended on fridays it is a sin says a time-honored tradition for a woman to spin or sew or weave or buck linen on a friday and similarly for a man to plait bast shoes twine cord and the like spinning and weaving are especially obnoxious to mother friday for the dust and refuse thus produced injure her eyes when this takes place she revenges herself by plagues of sore eyes whitlows and agnails in some places the villagers go to bed early on friday evening believing that saint pietinka will punish all those whom she finds awake when she roams through the cottage in others they sweep their floors every thursday evening that she may not be annoyed by dust or the like when she comes next day sometimes however she has been seen says the popular voice all pricked with the needles and pierced by the spindles of the careless woman who sewed and spun on the day they ought to have kept holy in her honor as for any work begun on friday it is sure to go wrong these remarks will be sufficient to render intelligible the following story of friday there once was a certain woman who did not pay due reverence to mother friday but set to work on a distaff full of flax combing and whirling it she span away till dinner-time then suddenly sleep fell upon her such a deep sleep and when she had gone to sleep suddenly the door opened and in came mother friday before the eyes of all who were there clad in a white dress and in such a rage and she went straight up to the woman who had been spinning scooped up from the floor a handful of the dust that had fallen out of the flax and began stuffing and stuffing that woman's eyes full of it and when she had stuffed them full she went off in a rage disappeared without saying a word when the woman awoke she began squalling at the top of her voice about her eyes but couldn't tell what was the matter with them the other women who had been terribly frightened began to cry out oh you wretch you you brought a terrible punishment on yourself from mother friday 
Then they told her all that had taken place. She listened to it all and began imploringly. "'Mother Friday, forgive me, pardon me. The guilty one, I offer thee a taper, and I'll never let friends or foe dishonor thee, mother.' "'But what do you think?' During the night back came Mother Friday and took the dust out of that woman's eyes so that she was able to get about again. It is a great sin to dishonor Mother Friday, combing and spinning flax, forsooth. Very similar to this story is that about Wednesday, which follows. Wednesday, the day consecrated to Odin, the eve of the day sacred to the thunder-god, may also have been held holy by the heathen Slavonians, but to some commentators it appears more likely that the traditions now attached to it in Russia became transferred to it from Friday in Christian times, Wednesday and Friday having been associated by the Church as days sacred to the memory of our Lord's Passion and Death. The Russian name for the day, Sereda or Sreda, means the middle, Wednesday being the middle of the working week. Wednesday a young housewife was spinning late one evening it was during the night between a tuesday and a wednesday she had been left alone for a long time and after midnight when the first cock crew she began to think about going to bed only she would have liked to finish spinning what she had in hand well thinks she i'll get up a bit earlier in the morning but just now i want to go to sleep so she laid down her hatchel but without crossing herself, and said, Now then, Mother Wednesday, lend me thy aid, that I might get up early in the morning and finish my spinning. And then she went to sleep. Very early in the morning, long before it was light, she heard someone moving, bustling about the room. She opened her eyes and looked. The room was lighted up, a splinter of fur was burning in the cresset, and the fire was lighted in the stove. A woman, no longer young, wearing a white towel by way of headdress, was moving about the cottage, going to and fro, supplying the stove with firewood, getting everything ready. Presently she came up to the young woman and roused her, saying, Get up. The young woman got up, full of wonder, saying, But who art thou? What hast thou come here for? I am she on whom thou didst call. I have come to thy aid. But who art thou? On whom did I call? I am Wednesday. On Wednesday surely thou didst call. See, I have spun thy linen and woven thy web. Now let us bleach it and set it in the oven. The oven is heated, and the irons are ready. Do thou go down to the brook and draw water. The woman was frightened and thought, What manner of thing is this? Or, How can that be? But Wednesday glared at her angrily. Her eyes just did sparkle. So the woman took a couple of pails, went for water, and as soon as she was outside the door, she thought, "'Mayn't something terrible happen to me? I'd better go to my neighbor's instead of fetching the water.' So she set off. The night was dark. In the village all were still asleep. She reached the neighbor's house and rapped away at the window, until at last she made herself heard. An aged woman let her in. "'Why, child,' says the old crone, "'whatever hast thou got up so early for? What is the matter?' oh granny this is how it was wednesday has come to me and has sent me for water to buck my linen with that doesn't look very well says the old crone on that linen she will either strangle thee or scald thee the old woman was evidently well acquainted with wednesday's ways 
"'What am I to do?' says the young woman. "'How can I escape from this danger?' "'Well, this is what thou must do. "'Go and beat thy pails together in front of the house and cry, "'Wednesday children have been burnt at sea. "'She will run out of the house, "'and do thou be sure to seize the opportunity "'to get into it before she comes back, "'and immediately slam the door to, "'and make the sign of the cross over it. "'Then don't let her in.' however much she may threaten you or implore you but sign a cross with your hands and draw one with a piece of chalk and utter a prayer the unclean spirit will have to disappear well the young woman ran home beat the pails together and cried out beneath the window wednesday's children have been burnt at sea wednesday rushed out of the house and ran to look and the woman sprang inside shut the door and set a cross upon it Wednesday came running back and began crying, "'Let me in, my dear. I have spun thy linen. Now I will bleach it.' But the woman would not listen to her. So Wednesday went on knocking at the door until the cock crow. As soon as the cocks crew, she uttered a shrill cry and disappeared, but the linen remained where it was. One of the numerous legends which the Russian peasants hold in reverence, St. Pietka, or Friday, appear among other saints, and together with her is mentioned another canonized day, St. Nedelia, or Sunday, answering to the Greek St. Anastasia, to Der Heilig Sonntag, of German peasant hagiology. In some respects she resembles both Friday and Wednesday, sharing their views about spinning and weaving at unfitting seasons. Thus in Little Russia she assures untimely spinners that it is not flax they are spinning but her hair and in proof of this she shows them her disheveled kosa or long black plate in one of the Wallachian tales the hero is assisted in his search after the dragon's stolen heroine by three supernatural females the holy mothers friday wednesday and sunday they replace the three benignant baba yagas of russian stories in another the same three beings assist the Wallachian psyche when she is wandering in quest of her lost husband. Mother Sunday rules the animal world and can collect her subjects by playing on a magic flute. She is represented as exercising authority over both birds and beasts, and in a Slovak story she bestows on the hero a magic horse. He has been sent by an unnatural mother in search of various things hard to obtain, but he is assisted in the quest by St. Nedjelka, who provides him with various magical implements, and lends him her own steed, Tatoschik, and so enables him four times to escape from the perils to which he has been exposed by his mother, whose mind has been entirely corrupted by an insidious dragon. But after he has returned home in safety, his mother binds him as if in sport, and the dragon chops off his head and cuts his body to pieces, his mother retains his heart, but ties up the rest of him in a bundle and sets it on Tatoschik's back. The steed carries its ghastly burden to St. Nedjelka, who soon reanimates it, and the youth becomes as sound and vigorous as a young man without a heart can be. Then the saint sends him, under the disguise of a begging piper, to the castle in which his mother dwells, and instructs him how to get his heart back again. He succeeds and carries it in his hand to St. Nedjelka. She gives it to the bird pelican, no mere pelican, but a magic fowl with a very long and slim neck, which puts its head down the youth's throat 
and restores his heart to its right place saint friday and saint wednesday appear to belong to that class of spiritual beings sometimes of a demoniacal disposition with which the imagination of the old slavonians peopled the elements of several of these such as the domovoi or house spirit the rusalka or naiad and the vodnyani or water sprite i have written at length elsewhere and therefore i will not at present quote any of the stories in which they figure but as a specimen of the class to which such tales as these belong here is a skazka about one of the wood spirits or slavonic satyrs who are still believed by the peasants to haunt the forests of russia in it we see reduced to a vulgar form and brought into accordance with everyday peasant life the myth which appears to have given rise to endless stories about the theft and recovery of queens and princesses the leading idea of the story is the same but the snake or cochet has become a paltry wood demon the hero is a mere hunter and the princely heroine has sunk to the low caste of a priest's daughter the Lieshi. a certain priest's daughter went strolling in the forest one day without having obtained leave from her father or her mother and she disappeared utterly three years went by now in the village in which her parents dwelt there lived a bold hunter who went daily roaming through the thick woods with his dog and his gun one day he was going through the forest all of a sudden his dog began to bark and the hair of its back bristled up the sportsman looked and saw lying in the woodland path before him a log and on the log there sat a moujik plaiting a bast shoe and as he plaited the shoe he kept looking up at the moon and saying with a menacing gesture shine shine o bright moon the sportsman was astounded how comes it thinks he that the moujik looks like that he is still young but his hair is gray as a badger's he only thought these words but the other replied as if guessing what he meant gray am i being the devil's grandfather then the sportsman guessed that he had before him no mere moujik but a lieshi he levelled his gun and bang he let him have it right in the paunch the lieshi groaned and seemed to be going to fall across the log but directly afterwards he got up and dragged himself into the thickets after him ran the dog in pursuit and after the dog followed the sportsman he walked and walked and came to a hill in that hill was a fisher and in the fissure stood a hut. He entered the hut. There on a bench lay the Lieshi, stone dead, and by his side a damsel exclaiming amid bitter tears, Now who will give me to eat and to drink? Hail, fair maiden, says the hunter. Tell me whence thou comest, and whose daughter thou art. Ah, good youth, I know not that myself, any more than if I had never seen the free light, never known a father or mother well get ready as soon as you can i will take you back to holy russia so he took her away with him and brought her out of the forest and all the way he went along he cut marks on the trees now this damsel had been carried off by the leshi and had lived in his hut for three years her clothes were all worn out or had got torn off her back so that she was stark naked but she wasn't a bit ashamed of that when they reached the village, the sportsman began asking whether there was any one there who had lost a girl. Up came the priest and cried, Why, that's my daughter. Up came the priest's wife and cried, Oh, thou dear child, 
where hast thou been so long i had no hope of ever seeing thee again but the girl gazed and just blinked with her eyes understanding nothing after a time however she began slowly to come back to her senses then the priest and his wife gave her in marriage to the hunter and rewarded him with all sorts of good things and they went in search of the hut in which she had lived while she was with the leshi long to their wander about the forest but that hut they never found end of part three recording by kevin davidson www.blogordie.com